Opinions and ideas expressed in the following Moraine Valley Broadcast Channel recording are those of its creators and do not represent the views of Moraine Valley Community College. Hello and welcome. This is episode 32 of the That Made Me Laugh podcast where Moraine Valley students come to talk about what made them laugh. This is Heather and I am here with David, John, and Yasmina and we're here to talk about what made us laugh. So I'm going to give it over to David and he's going to get us started here. So what I chose is by two people, uh, Mike and Tornavine and Gian Hugen. They are comedy writers from New Jersey and they're the ones who created the Damazetti bro signs that you see on YouTube. I really thought it was funny because it's given from the perspective of an absolute meathead that's just overly exaggerated videos and episodes of his and as, as he goes about uh, working in the gym, either giving sarcastic comments to other people who regularly work in the gym. Uh, their intended audience, uh, I feel, is for those who regularly attend the gym, adults, teenagers, they will all be able to relate to the stereotypes in uh, the Damazetti Bro Science videos. So honestly, David, what I thought about it, so I watched all the videos that you sent and he's very, this egotistic, like, uh, hey guys, <laughs> I'm the douchebag that works at the gym. <laughs> <laughs> and he's one of those like stereotypical people that I would go, he's hilarious, I'm not gonna lie. But would I want to know somebody like that? No, I would <laughs> not. But it was hilarious. So I'll give you that. Okay, I'll cool, give you cool. John's comment for that. All right, so Mr. Damazetti, as he likes to pronounce it. So I love it how he mentions everything about biceps. If he's doing a leg exercise, he just flips the bar over and just starts curling. I absolutely love that, how he has almost no remorse for working the other half <laughs> of his body. Um, probably the picture I love the most on his shirt is the Donald Pump picture of the just the expression of uh, the face on the picture. It's hilarious. I love it. I also love it how he is, how Yasmin was saying he is your stock uh, stereotypical lifter. How he, like, most people hate legs to work legs. He also despises the idea of CrossFit completely. And he always is trying to um, find other bros like him. Like in his episode, Gym Nemesis Bradley Martin, he says, You gotta try and be bigger than someone that's big if you're already bigger, which makes no sense at all, which it's hilarious. He always has on these excessive gym gear attire, which usually consists of sweatpants and old basketball shoes that you don't really want to lift in. It's just the entire aspect of him, like how he always has stupid catchphrases. He said in gym gear, he said that he wanted you to be Ronald Reagan, like raw as in like raw meat, <laughs> which is completely stupid. And he said you want to have, make sure you got a pair of beats to look good in the gym. And I mean, just overall, the way he delivers everything is so hilarious. I just, I love it completely. And I've been watching him for a while. I watch a lot of YouTube and I've actually never encountered that guy before. He's very funny though. I'm not someone who works out a lot and I'm not someone who knows a lot of the gym lingo. All of the stuff I know is from high school. But I still thought it was really funny because it made me think of a lot of, like, the jocks that I used to go to high school with that are all, like, swollen up and they only go on the bench press. That is it. That's all you see them do all day, every day, and bicep curls. That's why I actually really enjoyed the episode, um, How to Skip a Leg Day, because I know so many guys like that <laughs> who just 
will do anything to get out of doing leg ex- exercises. They think that the workout stops at the waist. And <laughs> it was just very relatable for back when I used to work out. And overall, it was just really funny. I enjoyed like the satirical kind of ironic take on being that dude bro gym douchebag like Yasmina said. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad that I got to see it. Um, so let me tell you guys about um, what I chose and why I made you guys see it. Um, I chose The Office, and I mean, why I did choose it and also why they made that show like the way it is, it's honestly like it will make you shit your pants up laughter. It stars Steve Carell, Mindy Kaling. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard about those people. You've seen them in comedic movies and shows and everything. Yeah. It's a TV show and it's really like, it's definitely for a mature audience. The typical jokes that you'll see in that show is definitely for a mature audience. I'm pretty sure, Uh, you know. So it's basically a drama that talks about the people's... um, the people's life in that office they all work at the same office and everything and it just talks about their you know their inside lives what they do at that office and everything it's um it's a mockumentary at the end of the day right um it's uh, the genre obviously is comedy right yeah and um what i would say what makes the office the office is definitely the atmosphere the way it's filmed it's based on like it's not based on it's more of like uh, the camera how they set up the camera it's not like it's so dramatic no it's more of like reality show kind of like camcorder kind of thing that's going on and you know so um um, an episode of it is that they have people narrating throughout the show and what they really think like about whatever the theme of that whole episode was and um i mean it's supposed to be serious but it really isn't like the, the whole like setup it's supposed to be serious but not really um, fun fact about it is that uh, Steve Carell's wife actually shows up at later seasons. She plays one of the characters, and they actually get married. Oh, yeah. that was his wife? Yeah. I had no idea. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. It, she shows up at a later season, though. She's blonde hair, short. So that's a fun fact about that. So, uh, David, what did you think? I sincerely love how it's formal. They, compared to, like, other uh comedy or shows uh, similar to uh, where they give you like a day in the life of mm-hmm. an engineer or uh, a chemist that right. it's it's in the office right. and it's informal but it's formal at the same mm-hmm. time and the stuff that they do talk about or they they argue mm-hmm. like we watched the fire scene and fire drills are meant to be taken very seriously they many of them don't seem to uh, take it literal Except for Dwight, when right. he knows that they didn't learn, you know, so the importance like of it is. Yeah, so he goes and literally puts them in danger by, like, starting a fire right, and right. hitting the doorknobs, <laughs> like, chaos. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's the favorite scene and how he's just literally laying as much stuff you know he's closing all the doors he is <laughs> throwing all- popping fireworks yeah. and just to see like them all panic i guess <laughs> uh, after going or rehearsing some fire fire yeah. drills yeah but that i did love and it totally like the mood is totally uh the office yeah you know from the atmosphere the sounds right. the phone calls the paperwork and how most of their arguments or the arguments uh you know, they, they have, like, the paperwork and they sort of argue who's in charge. You know, they complain to boss. And I feel like that's that's definitely one of the things that I really enjoyed about The Office. What about you, John? 
I've never watched The Office, to be honest. I was never a religious man, mm -hmm. like, in terms of watching the show. Mm -hmm. Never really watched it much. <laughs> and then I watched it the other day, and I'm like, holy crap, this is hilarious. <laughs> the whole aspect of how Dwight is, you just don't know what he is. He's a mystery. He's yeah. either a psychopathic trying to <laughs> prepare the office for a fire, but he yeah. actually he puts keys in the doors and he breaks the keys off so he can't actually open the door. <laughs> yeah. And then he takes a butane torch and he heats up the handle so you can't grab it. <laughs> I love it how he does that and how in one of the episodes, him and Jim try to plan for Kelly's birthday and they just make a complete mess of it and they're not actually trying to plan it. They, Dwight just takes uh, little balloons and when he blows them up, instead of them being like normal balloon size, mm -hmm. you see, they fit in the palm of your hand and Jim replies with, Dwight, what is this? These are <laughs> literally the size of my hand. Yeah. What kind of birthday party is? He's like, oh, never mind. Just, it, it works. It works. <laughs> it's just the whole aspect of Dwight is hilarious and how, like David said, he just remains completely um, normal. Like it's an actual office and like this is supposed to happen. Yeah. Not, hey, I'm going to purposely lay a fire yeah. <laughs> in the office and get you all to respond correctly. Right, right. So, what, what about you, Heather? How do you think about it? So, I love The Office. I have been watching it since I was a small child. And it's like, my sense of humor is The Office's mm -hmm. sense of humor. Because it's like, so absurd. It's put into a serious context, but it's not serious at all. And like everyone else is saying, I think everyone can agree that Dwight is like the most hilarious character yeah. in the entire show. His antics in this episode were just ridiculous. I know others might not have context for this, but mm -hmm. in other episodes, sometimes Dwight's like little things, they're super innocent and no one gets hurt. Yeah, exactly. And in yeah. this episode, he's like committing arson and <laughs> potentially killing his entire exactly. office. And exactly. It's the juxtaposition in the show in that sense that makes it really interesting for <laughs> me. That's why I really like it. That's good. What did you recommend us? I recommended Rick and Morty, Season 2, Episode 10, and Season 3, Episode 1. And I recommended these episodes together because they're definitely a couple episodes that you have to watch together to get the full story. Rick and Morty was created by Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon, and it runs on Adult Swim, so needless to say, it's pretty inappropriate for, like, general audiences. I would not recommend it to anyone under the age of, like, 17, because, frankly, it's just really, like, raunchy and dirty, but that's part of the appeal of it. In The Wedding Scrunchers, the season two episode, it's a really basic premise that's made larger than life because of the interdimensional travel aspect of the show. Right. Like, they're just going to to their grandfather's best friend's wedding, right. but it's across the galaxy, and the bride is the friend of the granddaughter, and turns out she's a double agent who came to arrest Rick and Bird Person for their crimes against the Galactic Federation and it just devolves from just like a wedding episode to just complete insanity of planet hopping and I love it and then of course the Rick Shank redemption which is really hard to say that episode is just epic because it's him getting out of jail after he got caught and he collapses the galactic government he collapses the council of Rick and he gets out of jail and yeah just overall two of my favorite episodes of the series. 
Overall, I thought it was quite interesting before watching the uh, uh, selected episodes. I only watched it once, and I'm pretty sure it was the first episode. So now jumping almost two full seasons into the end, I was like, whoa, this got really strange, but like it's hilarious <laughs> because of how strange it is. Mm-hmm. You don't really see a alcoholic grandfather traveling around interdimensions with his grandson, and who's also the smartest person in the entire universe. I just loved it how Rick reacts, how he always, he hates Jerry, like, with a passion. He doesn't like it, how every uh, opinion he gives, he's like, oh, Jerry, you suck, you don't have a job, you can't say it. <laughs> I just love it how he says that. I love it how, again, in the Wedding Scrunchers episode, that Scrunchy, I believe, is the, like, the fuzzy character's yeah, name. Yeah, Squanchy. He's Squanchy. He said to Morty's mom, oh, yeah, you can't use uh, Squanchy in, like, any term, and then... She uses it, and it's not relative, and they're like, oh, just stop, just stop. It's, yeah, it I, ends up being something completely disgusting in their language. She said she squanches her family, and based on their reaction, you can determine what the squanch means. I have never seen Rick and Morty, so this is definitely something I would want to see again, just because it was just completely, completely new, and it, it was funny, and the language that they use, you know, they're like not cursing left and right but they're cursing and not only like to others but like to their family members uh, there was at one point where uh, they're looking for their uh, planet and uh, the family you know is worried of where they're going to live now and Rick is just like everyone needs to calm down and he like drops the F-bomb like on his granddaughter and on his grandson and, oh, yeah. and at the time like oh my gosh oh <laughs> like, yeah just... if you watch the series you'll hear him calling them like little fucking bitches and, yes, and stuff yes, like yes, that yes. it's so funny it took me off guard and by surprise like most of it is just surprise after surprise uh, that the wedding the friend or like the girl who's actually getting married is like the intergalactic agent who's trying to capture uh, Rick who's some criminal yeah deep um, cover agent <laughs> but uh that that I like how it, it in the way that it's sort of scripted is it, it's funny and it's random but it, like an intentional random to keep the audience like you never really can be sure of what you're gonna see next when they're reading the lines a lot of it is improvised not a lot of that show is script so a lot of what you're hearing is just like the voice actors talking to each other and that's part of the reason why i think it's so funny because the people behind it are just so naturally funny that when they just go it's hilarious that just it took me off guard and it was just left and right that i thought i was like oh it's gonna be this this is going to be this space relationship with the grandfather and some uh, space uh, aliens. But it, but it turns out to be more than that, and it just dives in so deep, and it's just so random. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that... I definitely liked it. What I thought about it is hilarious. Like, like flat out, like, hilarious. Like, I didn't know what was going... Well, no, because I never watched Rick and Morty before, but, like... Like David said, you don't know what's coming next. Yeah. And I didn't even I wasn't even expecting her that she'd be part of some like the the girl that was getting married to the to Birdman. Um, I didn't expect her to be like some part of like secret CIA like of the whole like trying to capture Rick, but like what I loved the most was Rick's relationship with Morty. Yeah, <laughs> Morty's <that's>... like <laughs> Morty's like this like innocent like 
<laughs> he was just like, Rick, what are we gonna do, Rick? Damn it, Marty. Damn it, Marty. I don't know what we're gonna do. And there's just this like, shut up, like, Marty. Shut up, Marty. <laughs> you know, it's just like this whole like innocent, like, I know what I'm gonna do kind of thing. It was like throughout that whole entire thing. And like, cause like, it's just like I said, you've never seen anything. So it's fresh. It, it's something that like in the comedy like field, it's really fresh. Um, the writers really took a lot of time to like actually compose of something like that. It's definitely something I've never seen before. Um, but yeah, that's it was that's really about it. What about you, John? So I had the uh, for my what made me laugh. It is called Animal House by National Lampoons. Most people probably heard of them through their classic Christmas Vacation. So National Lampoons Animal House is about a college campus by the name of Faber College, and it's about Mainly these two rival frat houses, one being called Delta, and they're the epitome of your, how do I put this in a nice way, your low-life college students who party all day and are complete drunk off their asses most of the time and only show up for class about like 10% of the time when they're just like at home trying to recover from last night's partying. And that's just like their perception on how they act. And so Dean Warmer, he is trying to uh, rid this frat from the campus because for um, they're trying to have a homecoming parade at the end and they don't want this Delta College to ruin it. And Delta also has the worst reputation you could ever think of. Like think of the worst person you've ever known with a rep and like multiply that by 10. That's what Delta says because they always have the their underage parties, their stupid acts of just being idiots. Part of the effect of Animal House is that it's so outrageously stupid and Dean Warmer puts them on double secret probation as in they're in probation, they're not supposed to be drinking, but they do it anyway just to kind of poke at Dean Warmer and it's their way of getting back at him and you'll have to watch the movie to find out what happens in the end and it's like most um, everyone will love it. Um, it's an older comedy, it's from 1970s but it's the way it's structured and the way how it's delivered that makes it hilarious. David, what do you think about it? I thought it was okay, though it did it. It wasn't like crack, cracked me up really good. Um, and I feel like that's due to like the comedy and the time the movie was released that I could kind of see uh, where some of the comedy was coming from. Just the way like they'd be drinking all the time, that they really didn't care of like their own hygiene. Like they have a party and there's pizza stains or like alcohol thrown all over the floor glasses broken and it was absolutely ridiculous but it it is sort of funny in a way that the dean uh, or counselor uh, is like trying to bust them or trying to get rid of them and they just don't seem to want to go and uh, when they do decide to go they're going to go and they're going to make a stand like this is this is what it is uh, and we're not going to change or who we are and there is that old like yeah we're bad and then they give the this the speech to uh, encourage them to just be who they are sort of like a braveheart speech in the yes scene. yes <laughs> and this the speech was absolutely ridiculous it was <laughs> i can't have no idea how you motivate or how they motivated uh that but you know that that was also a, a great uh sort of moment in the movie that that i really enjoyed the actors i was familiar with i'm not sure who is the actor oh, john belushi he john was, yeah. yes yeah. him that I, I knew I had seen him before, and uh, especially in the lunch scene where he 
fills his mouth up with like custard or I do, do not recall what it was. It's a smorgasbord of foods. It's yes, too and, much. And he, <laughs> and he starts uh, making jokes to like the other frat houses. They're just the small jokes is what really I could tell that was, that was funny about the movie. But overall, I felt it was okay. What I thought about it, I'm definitely going to go with everything that David said. It was okay. There were parts of it where I was like, oh my god, this is this is this is funny. Not like, you know, like, oh my god, it made me like piss my pants. No, but it was like it was funny because definitely going back because it is it got released in 1978. Okay. So definitely there's different kinds of humor, right? So I believe obviously time did play a factor in the in the humor you know department and everything because you know there were some things where i'm like oh that's supposed to be funny <laughs> you know and then i'd laugh like 10 years later you know especially at the beginning of the the movie where where they introduced them the 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 up there kind the, of the pledges yeah the pledges where they introduced the guys that wants to be part of their frat um to the guys that didn't want them to be part of their friends. So that was like, and then they introduced them twice to that. And then they're like, what's your name again? You know, like, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it was funny. But that's, it was an okay. It was an okay. Thanks. Thanks for that. What about you, Heather? I feel like it is a very good movie and it's a movie that shaped the genre of college comedy films. Because of that, you end up seeing a lot of the conventions that are in that movie and all the other movies that came in after it. Because I wrote one down, one that like stuck out to me so hard, it's a complete ripoff of this movie, Animal House, is Monsters University, the animated movie. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my mind. I'm like, it is the same story, but with monsters in a Pixar movie. So I think that's part of the reason why, like, I didn't necessarily find it, like, gut-bustingly funny, but I did find the humor, like, it was right up my alley, it was a very funny movie, it's just a little dated, because it came out in the 70s, like you said, and I think, if I'm remembering correctly, it's based in, like, 62, so... Yeah, it's exactly 62. It's kind of timeless in a sense because it's not extremely dated to the 60s, but you can still tell what era it's based in. Um, but overall, it was a good movie. It's definitely a classic. It's the kind of thing that you put on on a Saturday night when you want to get really drunk with your friends. So you're going to watch a National Lampoon movie. But other than that, I, I enjoyed it. It was really good. So I think that about wraps up our podcast. We talked about all of the stuff that makes us laugh. Thank you for listening. This has been the That Made Me Laugh podcast, where Moraine Valley students come to talk about what made them laugh.